Hello and welcome to the EuroWhat, episode number 104 for the week of January 25th, 2021. I'm Ben Smith and I'm joined today by Mike McComb. Hey Mike. Bonjour, où est la discothèque? We are a pair of Americans trying to make sense of the Eurovision Song Contest and this week we'll be talking about our picks for France's C'est Bouquet, Daisy Day. Mike, how are you? I'm doing okay, all things considered. Glad that Eurovision season seems to be like moving along. We've got another song, and at this rate, we should be looking at a full slate probably sometime in April. I don't know. Yeah, just like at, <laughs> assuming that the graph continues at its present rate. Mm-hmm. Once again, the world is a nightmare, uh, and I'm glad that we have this little bubble to be very mean to France. Oh, no. It's fine. Their songs aren't that bad. We'll get into it. We'll get, so. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that later. But first, just like some quick updates on various selections and more importantly, the new song that we have. Israel has finally made up their mind. Uh, we've had the songs since they leaked at the start of the month. The voting officially opened last week. Sure. Yeah, sure. The v- voting, right. yes. voting, <laughs> voting happened. There was a program this evening in Israel. Mike, did you watch? I did. As someone who does not know any Hebrew, it really wasn't that much of a show. They got rid of all of the live performances. I mean, it, w- it was not the national final that they were envisioning. So they had the videos that have been on YouTube, had had those uh, play. Uh, and also interviews with the songwriters, a uh, video of uh, Eden meeting with the creative teams behind them and recording sessions and stuff. And it looked interesting from a process standpoint, but... I didn't know what anybody was saying. And even though there were like subtitles, which is really cool, like Israeli television does uh, like live on screen captioning uh, of everything, but it's all in Hebrew. So it's like, I've, I've got nothing here. So I'm just listening to these songs that we, we've already listened to. That was the show. I watched the videos mm-hmm. and of the three, the one that, that grabbed me most was the winner was set me free. And like we had discussed the songs a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the song that we thought had the best bones for them to build something on top of. Yeah, we weren't all that hype on any of the entries, but this this one definitely is the one that they have the most to work with. And, yes. and I think the music video demonstrated what a potential staging concept could be. And I think it might be a compelling stage performance if they go with something of, of that same motif agreed of the three and i don't know if it was just because we'd had that conversation about the songs and i was sort of predilected to find it the most consistent but i thought Mm. that of the of the music video concepts set me free felt very focused yes focused and not anxiety inducing yes Yes. yeah i mean like obviously la la love the the lyrics were asking some questions that we didn't want answered Mm -hmm. ooh la la looking back on it it reminded me of armenia's entry uh chains on you Mm -hmm. uh in that it's telling a story about life in the club uh which i of course find completely relatable yes so (laughs) exactly my life for sure remember the club remember the club no oh no Uh, but yeah, I think Set Me Free is the correct choice. I think there's still some work that needs to be done in terms of making it 
pop. Like it, it still feels kind of like in that middle six, seven, eight range. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like feels like they they've made this decision. They have time to work with it and really give it some visual wow. Congratulations, Eden. You finally have a song and the next stage of the process can move forward. Also uh, announced this week from North Macedonia, Vassil Garvanliev is going to be representing them again. Uh, Vassil was supposed to represent them in 2020. He was an internal selection then, and he's coming back, which is really exciting. Uh, He has a new single that's dropping this week, but it will probably be a different song that is going to be used for Eurovision. MRK TV has opened up a submission window for potential songs, so... More on that when that information drops. No idea when that's going to be. So <laughs> drops at some point. I don't know. I'm just happy yes. that he's back. Yeah. He was another one where it was just like it was such a late drop in last year's process that we didn't really get to know much about him. I mean, he has experience at Eurovision. He was one of tomorrow's backup singers in 2019. He's done the national selection in North Macedonia uh, a couple of times. So he's familiar with the process, but we're just not all that familiar with him yet. Mm-hmm. So. Portugal songs are available. There are YouTube lyric videos. And then all of Finland's entries are are out there in the open. And we have we have the playlists. Yes. Still waiting on Portugal to drop the songs on Spotify. Uh, They'll they'll do that eventually. They release it as part of an actual Festival de Canção album. That'll get announced at some point. But yeah, all of Finland's songs are available and we've got a playlist on our Spotify page. So definitely check that out. And we'll be talking about those songs in a couple of weeks, closer to when the actual UMK final is. And then Cyprus gave us just like so much of a drop of what they were doing early on. And I believe that at the time that they had said they were going to release things in March, even though we basically knew everything about the song except what it sounds like and its words are, mm-hmm. Cyprus will be dropping El Diablo like it's hot on February 24th. Yay! I'm glad it's going to avoid the giant traffic jam that will probably be happening on March 12th or that, whatever. So. That feels wise, <laughs> although given how excited Cyprus feels about this, I'm kind of half expecting it to leak. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Who knows? It could end up leaking right before this episode drops. Thanks, Cyprus. You heard yeah. it here first. It's, it's out. It's out. Go find it. But let's get to the main events from this past weekend, Mike. Pabandam is Naoyo and Melody Grand Prix. Let's start with Lithuania. Lithuania is having a great time sitting down and watching that one this week. It was just like, okay, cool. Lithuania is just kind of going to vibe for, for two hours. And that was nice. We, we occasionally talk about moods on this show. And Lithuania is in like a very chill, chill mood right now. Mm-hmm. I do like that we get the perspective from the judges, even though I feel like every time we get the judges, they're talking forever. Yes. Although I do kind of like that it is all grouped into a single segment, particularly since there is other national final stuff. It'd be like, oh, cool. The judges are talking. I've got mm-hmm. 15 minutes to focus my attention elsewhere. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's it's great. It's like the judges are talking. Time for bathroom break. Time to get a mm. time to get a refill. Time to get time to get some snacks. We had the combined jury and public and Gibrasi won the jury and public this week. I was very pleased to see that I Stay Broken Leg popped up again at, at Pavanum is Now Yo. Liked her song last year. Really liked this year's song. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then when I was looking at the numbers at the end, I was very concerned she was going to just miss the cut. But she tied for fifth and got through on the jury. Filling out the five from this round that are going through, uh, we had Evita and Norbertas, along with Gabrielus Vagelis, who is debuting a new look. I mean, that's kind of his MO. That, that, I, that I is sort of his vibe. Well. It's like every time it's a fashion moment. This week's fashion moment was a bucket hat that was probably very expensive. As someone who very much got into his music last year, I'm slightly mm-hmm. disappointed that he couldn't 
wait to release the EP he dropped at the end of the year last year because I feel like all of the songs on that were stronger than his song for Pabondum is Now Yo. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. On the other hand, that's maybe not such a bad thing because I feel like all of the thoughts I had about the lineup this week kind of just got blown out of the water as soon as the root performed their song mm. it was just sort of like oh yeah no the root are gonna win this is great has been very smart in how they deployed the second season of Pabandam is Nayo. There was such a clamor for, no, just have the Roop represent Lithuania again this year and like not go through the whole process. But the process was so successful the last year that you can understand why the, the broadcaster would be like, well, we would like to do this show again. And I get the sense... It's not so much that they're stacking the deck, but I think there's just this acceptance among the field that the Roop should probably represent Lithuania again, Mm -hmm. but they're still a gig is a gig. A gig is a gig, and I feel like they have like a very strong lineup. I don't get the sense from anybody that they're really trying to, I don't want to say that they're not trying to win, but... That they're just being like, oh, yeah, I'm just kind of working on some stuff. Let me put let me put this out there, get my name out there, uh, mm-hmm. get some exposure for like what I'm doing. And possibly just setting themselves up for next year's edition. Just mm-hmm. be like, okay, like had a really impressive showing in season two. When season three rolls out, then like they already have some notoriety, which it- means that season three could be really banging next year <laughs> yeah oh yeah no like we are not yet done with the bottom is now yo 2021 and i'm already hyped for for 2022 given the lineup mm-hmm. they have like we have people we saw last year like i stay and gabrielius mm-hmm. but we also have the people we're not seeing this year like rude loop yes i think the way that they have structured this year's contest has, has really set it up so that everybody wins even mm-hmm. though there's going to be only one technical winner and it's kind of a like air Air apparent, air presumptive. Yeah. It's gonna be the Roop. So. It's, it's gonna be the Roop. And like <laughs> I like like just thinking of discotech in relation to On Fire from last year, like this feels like a nice continuation of what the Roop are about. And mm-hmm. compared to something like La La Love, it's a much better 2021 vibe of hey, let's dance in our house alone. Yes. I mean, it's still doing that trapped in amber thing that I'm kind of apprehensive about, but I I think this is a much more palatable version of it because they're not telling you to get infected <laughs> and also so, unless you're getting infected with dance but... let's say also you can dance in your home at any time even if there's not a pandemic outside mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yes I, I i do that frequently yes so. same <laughs> i'm very much enjoying year two of, of mm-hmm. bondum keep up the good work lithuania i am not enjoying year two of norway's new process it's just a real hot mess isn't it <sighs> i think i figured out what the problem is Lithuania figured stuff out, really condensed their process. Norway was just like, well, if Lithuania is not going to do the marathon, let's do our own marathon. And we are now in the middle of the Norwegian marathon. Mm -hmm. And that's why this process is dragging. It's dragging. And like at its core, I do not understand the duels in each of these heats. Just let these four songs go as a group of four. We just take the top two and they perform again. 
especially like this week, I feel like you would have gotten the same shakeout. I think Maria probably would have gotten through over Daniel. Or oh yeah, Tuttle. that 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 was the the one flip I would I maybe would have made is I think we might have ended up with like a Rayleigh versus Maria thing at the end instead of immediately. So yeah, let, let, let's just break it down. Uh, first duel was between Kettle and Daniel. Um, Kettle's uh, I didn't even bother making notes of which songs are in play here because they're just such nothing burgers. Um, but, okay, okay um, so Kettle <laughs> Kettle's song was "My Life Is Okay," which I hated the first time I heard it on Spotify, and mm. then the background image for that one was just the Zoom meeting from hell. Yes. Also, the use of the OK symbol, which I don't know if this is just uh, like a US thing, but it's been allegedly co-opted by the white supremacist movement. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. 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 We also caught that on my couch. We're like, oh no, you can't make that sign anymore with your hand Mm -hmm. the zoom meeting from hell with like the most literal interpretation of the lyrics the one moment i did enjoy was two seconds into the song twitter collectively noping out of the performance oh yeah no not not at all just immediately was like no thank you and then daniel owen with his song psycho which i thought was a mashup of pink jacket from last year's mgp and cooling with my homies the swedish (laughs) entry from fire saga oh you know it had big pink jacket vibes it was the better of the two but also can we send none of these neither of these through daniel easily won that duel the second duel was between rayleigh with her song hero and maria solheim with her song nordlisset rayleigh's hero Ben, what did you think of the performance? So I was watching Lithuania while you were watching Norway because that's how mm-hmm. the coin flip worked this week. Mm-hmm. I'm not mad. <laughs> watching, no, no. Um, <laughs> watching the internet just collectively lose its mind mm-hmm. over that performance. And then there's old man and, and then, and then, and then the just corner, like seeing that in, in, in contrast to your comments. Uh, and anyway, so then after Pabandam is Nalyo was done, I then, because it was already to queue up, immediately put on Norway and was just like, oh, this is why. Although I will say, like, when I heard this song, my mind was like, if if they're not doing this in, like, full Olivia Newton-John physical spandex, mm-hmm. I'm going to be mad. They went one better with 80s references and just ripped off Flashdance. Yes, they did. Uh, <laughs> all right. So, I mean, I think part of my problem is this whole 80s aesthetic thing that's going on right now i'm just not a big fan of it and i think maybe part of that is a lot of music that's actually from the 80s is in my library it's like in my wheelhouse also the stereo gum series on all of the number one songs to top the billboard charts just now finishing 1986 mm-hmm. so like it I've just been kind of immersed in this era but it just felt so wonder woman 84 stranger things family guy we get all the references yes yes where, where it is it is wearing this as a costume yeah which I think it's kind of a problem for Rayleigh because her song last year was a Fuego replay costume. And I really don't have any sort of concept of what kind of artist Rayleigh is. Like right now she's Johnny Bravo, uh, Mm -hmm. which is not great. And then the performance itself streaming on Saturday, I was sitting on my couch watching on TV, couldn't really like notice anything about the video quality. I was watching it again on my computer when I was pulling some audio clips, and I was impressed with the video quality of it. Like they did change it up into like rather than pure HD, like having it be more of that 80s video quality. So I thought that was a really cool artistic choice. Either that or my monitor's broken. <laughs> but <laughs> but it works in her favor. So it works I'm, in her I'm, favor. I'm, so I'm yeah. gonna trust. Uh, yeah, so. Oh I do appreciate that she commits to the flash dance a bit 
and does the interlude of pulling the chain and then sploosh. As she was approaching and I saw the chain hanging, I was on my couch and I said out loud to my empty apartment, by the way, just I just went, no. (laughs) (laughs) Like the way that you would yell at a dog. The way you would yell at a dog. Meanwhile, I'm over here just being like, it's it's Chekhov's hanging chain from the ceiling. If if it's introduced, mm-hmm. you need to pull it, and water does need to come down, completely soaking you. I was yeah. very impressed that how quickly they turned her around from completely yes. drenched to ready to perform again. I mean, that also goes back to your point of why are they doing this dual system? It would have made everybody's life easier. It's like, yeah, can we just put her in like slot one or maybe slot two and then have an intermission thing so that we could clean up the stage and then have acts three and four go, but, mm-hmm. and then give her time to dry off if she needs to perform again. I was like, I was very concerned she was going to have to perform that like a third time as the winner. That was my thought too. <laughs> and like, even as the credits were rolling and like she was like walking over to chat with the host she almost slipped uh mm-hmm. like because there was both water and confetti on the ground yeah. I, was like, oh, I was like God. just like just let her perform it like in the robe with the towel because that's very charming that that mm-hmm. she had yeah. like a full backstage look yeah like the whole flash dance thing was just like oh can we have something original like you were just stealing the mm-hmm. iconography of that and the thing is there are some photos that i've seen floating around from either the rehearsals or the actual performance and it's filming at a different angle it's not like that profile view that you get during the water moment like if it was just at a different camera angle I think it would have worked better or at least seemed less unoriginal. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that it's been about 48 hours since the show. So I've been able to like calm down and be like, <laughs> arr, arr, arr. But, but although it is a dynamic performance, it was a very dynamic performance compared to the rest of the field that mm-hmm. night. But I don't see this one really being an overall winner. Yes. And I think the Norwegian delegation probably has some of those reservations Otherwise, why was this not an auto qualifier? Mm-hmm. You know? The other thing that occurs to me about this one, which is a note not in its favor for it winning, is that in the filmed performance that everybody has to submit, one of the elements mm-hmm. you cannot have is water. Mm-hmm. That is the main focal point this performance is built around. Yeah, because it's certainly not built around the song. The song's it's... continuing in the Nothing Burger theme. The main point that I agreed with you with on Saturday as I was looking through our various reactions to things was like, how did this take five people? How did five people mm-hmm. write this song? On the other hand, yeah. I have I've watched songlines. I understand how modern songwriting works, and that's a collaborative group process now. But also, this song. I am not a fan, but I fully accept that I am in the minority. Torches to the left, pitchforks to the right, please. Yes. <laughs> how about this week's entries? I feel like Saturday's performances are going to be insane. But I'm really looking forward to it the field is uh, dina with her song own yourself big daddy karsten with smile emmy with witch woods and all hearts with vr norge all of them are available on spotify one of these songs has the word thruple which i think might be a first for eurovision yeah like that like i, like I, uh. I love it it's progressive <laughs> i don't care what gender of partner you are pursuing you do not tell people to smile if that's your biggest objection to the song then i I think he's doing his job in terms of uh progressive messaging Mm -hmm. so uh (laughs) but yeah i mean like i'm actually kind of looking forward to this because it's either going to be the hottest of messes or Mm -hmm. it could actually be a lot of fun like these are four people who are all brand new to uh the mgp experience yes yeah we we have fresh talent what is your favorite of the four mike if i may ask 
Oh, I haven't gone that far down the decision okay. I, I, process. Okay, I have yet, I so. have one that I like more than the other three. Okay, which one? Via Norga. Like, there's this will pop up in uh, Melfest from time to time too of just music that my brain associates with Ireland, which is rude because it's just folk music mm-hmm. in a different language. Yes, although I think the timing of this is really working in his favor with the whole sea shanty. Oh yeah, big big. Oh yeah, no, we love a sea shanty right now, and I guess yeah, Uh, and and, like I don't think this is a pure sea shanty. I've I've not engaged with the meme at all, but uh, (laughs) I also have not engaged with the meme. I'm just like (laughs) it's it's like I have enough other songs to deal with this this time of year. I I don't need TikTok to uh, add add to the pile. But this this one feels like it is friendly to that. it, It certainly feels sea shanty adjacent. Yes, those four will be performing on Saturday, and then the auto qualifier this week is Kaya Road uh, with her song Feel Again. Uh, Kaya is uh, an alumna from The Voice 2017. That was all I could find out about her online, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, And then uh, we got information on how the second chance round is supposed to work for this process. They moved it to Monday, February 15th. It was originally going to be on Valentine's Day, and all 15 non-qualifiers from these five heats are eligible for the second chance ticket. I don't know if they're bringing them all back to perform again or if they're just going to air videos uh, just so that they don't have to deal with quarantine issues or whatnot. And seems excessive and mm-hmm. adds to my theory that this is the Norwegian marathon. But <laughs> <laughs> it's a Monday. We have three hours of broadcast time. We don't know what to do with. Everybody gets a chance. To get rejected again? To get rejected again? So there's that to look forward to, question mark. More Norway fun next week. Get hype? Sure. Sure. Uh- <laughs> and then there's France. France, as we have explained on previous episodes, has a big bunch of entrants and a very complicated process to get that down to like a final eight or so, super final. I don't know, Mike, how, how did you feel about this this lineup, having listened through it now? Remember a few episodes back when we were talking about the Grammys and you had mentioned that they were trying to get away from calling the global music, world music category, world music, because it just kind of has that. I don't know. There's like a connotation to that Mm -hmm. where I I feel like all of these songs are just like, oh, well, if you're not going to use that definition, we'll we'll, we'll glom on to that. It's just like (laughs) France saw what the Grammys put down and picked it right back up. Yeah. I appreciate that France is really making a conscious effort to be as diverse in their field of entrance. Mm -hmm. Uh, as possible but it's also a little weird where it's like oh well we'll just like pull people from all the places that we've colonized over the centuries (laughs) it's like well um yes and no it's also tricky with france because especially with the way that destination eurovision panned out in 2018 and 2019 that Mm -hmm. it just ended up going with kind of the most middle of the road entry I don't have high hopes for what is going to come out of this process, even though there are songs in this list that I think are pretty okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like I was very mean at the top of the show saying that the lineup was bad. But no, like there is some good stuff in the mix. But I feel like there are two themes with all these tracks Mm -hmm. that were neither of them I feel is like a good fit for Eurovision. At its core, if France could just send Patricia Koss every year and she could do a song like she did in 2009, like France would be very happy, even though it, we would all get very mad at France. Yeah. <laughs> but when aren't we mad at France? <laughs> I mean, in fairness, that is a constant state here on the program. There's 
a number of songs on this list. They're just like France living its best life, doing its franciest. Um, and then there's like another handful of entries that just feel like I am in the changing room at H&M. And I'm never going to Shazam these songs. Yeah. Uh, and I think I could probably like <laughs> if, if you allowed me no incorrect answers, I could probably still like run the table on which ones <laughs> you're talking about. Yes. But... And there are. Well, and like I applaud them for for being bold enough to not really stick to like a verse chorus structure. But also there's nothing to really grab onto. Are there any ones that you think would stand a chance of being a successful Eurovision entry? Not necessarily winning the French selection. Not, yeah. But... Of the ones that are just sort of France being true to itself, like the one that jumped out to me was Barbara Pravi's Voila. I can picture a performance where she's like at a piano. It has a nice sense of drama, especially in the way it builds at the end. Mm-hmm. It does feel like something that France will probably send. And it, I think that one might be the one that ends up winning. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, it, it is kind of going towards that place of safety. Like, I don't I don't see it being like a Eurovision winner or anything like that. But mm-hmm. I don't know. France has been mid-table the last few years. It's just kind of s- sticking with that mid-table theme. And if France is okay with that, then mm-hmm. I think this is a perfectly fine entry to fulfill that brief like if france just wants to wear their cozy sweatpants this year this is a very good pair of sweatpants for france are sweatpants allowed in france i don't know (laughs) we're gonna get so much email oh goodness yeah uh (laughs) we love you france i was listening to the list more of just like not necessarily what i would want to win but what i would hope would have the most interesting performance or I don't know, kind of going back to what we were talking about with Israel's selection, where it's just like it has the most to work with, mm-hmm. and this still might not be the final form of the song. So, like, Pony X's uh, Amor Fu. got the dance party vibe and i think that that's going to be a major theme throughout eurovision this year it's just like i mm-hmm. think people just want to have it be a dance party and this one in particular would be a good like show opener or show closer or yeah like i i think it could fit into the lineup really anywhere and still mm-hmm. be effective yes yes i fully agree this one's like a nice party starter i i kept trying to figure out if pony x is sort of a la a marshmallow where like that is that is a mask that is being worn by the person or whatever mm. the jury is still out on that but no like this was one of the ones that was definitely on my short list from this group of 12 mm-hmm. what else is on your short list yeah uh let's see the other one that really jumped out to me just as having attitude if not necessarily up tempo that at least has feels like it has a spark to it and uh philippines bano is just really jumped out to me I would agree with that assessment. Like, and it it feels current or current ish. Current by Eurovision standards. Yeah, current by Eurovision standards. But yeah, it just feels current. It feels fresh. It has a sense of movement. 
And it feels like it, it's telling some sort of a story. Mm-hmm. I think that that was one of my issues with three or four of the like, especially the like the more tropical house style entries where it's just it's very repetitive. But like, I just I, it just doesn't feel like it's going anywhere. And it's like, oh, man, this or, is or I'm just like, what are you going to do minutes. with a stage performance for this? Yeah, it's just gonna be like, are you just gonna be like standing in place, like moving like left foot right foot left foot right foot or like, yeah what, what is going to happen the two that i really latched onto are ones where i had like distinct mental images like again voila i i can see someone behind a piano and still having that be dramatic bono i can see having a trying to tell a story with this performance the one that i think is most likely to end up on my normal playlist is ali's peri medit probably be upfront that i'm going to be biased towards anything that is lebanese uh in origin <laughs> and uh yeah like uh Al- ali is uh lebanese yala is something i heard all the time in high school <laughs> i don't think i've gotten into that on, on the show before but yeah there was just a very large lebanese population at my high school so it sort of makes me homesick <laughs> in a weird way but uh yeah this is another song that in the audio of the track it is there's a story being told and this was the last one to get added to the playlist so i think there may also be a little bit of a recency bias Re- recency bias. Like, oh good okay. something new <laughs> it's a new thing i liked that this had a little bit more international flavor than may than i was about to say than some of the other stuff on the list but there's some stu- other stuff on the list that has international flavor mm. uh, but just in a way that does not work for me that's the other thing about France being France, where it's with the way that Destination Eurovision ended up working out, there were the studio tracks. And it's like, oh, this song's doing really good. And then it gets to like the actual stage performances and there's just so much, oh no. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I mean, this, this whole thing could just get turned upside down. I was about Saturday. to say the same thing is, is that the studio tracks are one thing, but so much of it is the stage performance. And that it is just a one night thing. It's not a semifinal and then a final. I'm looking forward to seeing how this plays out and having the added difficulty of being uh, in our current moment is really going to make the production all the more challenging. So yes. uh, it should it should be good to watch. So <laughs> it's going to be a very high wire act. Yes. Lots to get excited about this weekend with the, the two semifinals and the one final. That's going to do it for this episode of the Euro What. Thanks for listening. The Euro What Podcast is hosted by Ben Smith, that's me, and Mike McComb. Say moi. You can subscribe to the Euro What on the podcast app of your choice. When you subscribe, leave us a review, let us know how we're doing, and help other Eurovision fans find us. Show notes are in the description of this episode or on our website at eurowhat.com. If you'd like to contact us, we're at Eurowhat on Twitter, or you can email eurowhatpodcast at gmail.com. We'll be back next week to try and make sense of what's new in Eurovision. <laughs>